This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 850. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 850. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, Shameless Moms. Happy Monday if you're listening in live time. Today, we are going to be talking about how to champion other women. And this episode is inspired by something that happened during my workout today. So this morning, I was on my Peloton and getting ready to start a ride. And as soon as I chose my workout, so if you have used the Peloton app before, when you select your workout, if there's other people doing the same workout at the same time, you can see who else is on doing that workout with you from anywhere in the world. And you can support them by like doing these little, you can tap a button and give them a virtual high five and different things like that. So I open up my hit start to start the workout and immediately I start to get all these virtual high fives. And I was like, they must have changed the algorithm because this never happens. Like, Usually I'll get like one or two high fives, maybe in a workout, depending on if I've picked one where there's a lot of other people already present. But I'm like, this is like a constant flow of people high fiving me. So I was like, clearly they changed like the high five algorithm. And maybe this is just bots. So this keeps happening during my workout, like all these people high fiving me and I'm trying to high five them back, but like I can't keep up. And I'm like, what's going on? So at the end of my workout, I get this little badge that pops up on my, where my stats are, and it's the 300 badge. It was my 300th Peloton workout today. 
And I don't keep track, like I don't keep a ton of track of my Peloton data. So I did not know that my 300th ride was coming up or I wasn't, some people celebrate these things in large ways. I don't pay attention to them. So I was like, oh, cool. My 300th workout here. And then I was like, that's why everyone was giving all the high fives. Because what happens when you hit milestone rides every hundred, people will get pop-ups. And sometimes they'll do pop-ups for people who've reached milestones. So they might be like, you know, so-and-so, whatever their screen name is, you know, Susie Q just is celebrating her 800th ride today. Or, you know, Chris Smith just completed 10 rides in a row. So they pop up these little milestones from time to time. And I always, whenever I get these pop-ups, I always high-five the person. There's a little button where you can high-five them immediately. I always high-five them. So I realized that when I logged on today, a bunch of people who were riding in the same workout as me got a notification that was like, Shameless Mom, which is my screen name, Shameless Mom is completing her 300th ride today. And then all these people automatically high-fived me. Okay, so here's the takeaway. It was really fun. It was really fun getting high fives throughout my workout. It was this reminder, like other people are here, they're in it with me. I didn't know why they were celebrating me, but I was like, okay, whatever, this is cool. And so I'm high-fiving people and they're high-fiving me. And I had this moment at the end where I was like, oh, I'm so touched that so many people just decided to click that little high five button. Because whenever I see milestones for other people, I always try to tap the button to be like, yeah, high five. I'm thrilled for them and want to congratulate them, whether they're doing 10 rides in a row or their 100th ride, or sometimes it's like someone's thousandth ride. And it made me think about how we champion one another and how it's so easy to let those little prompts fly by. You're like, oh, so-and-so in Minnesota just completed their 400th ride. Like, I don't know them. They don't know me. Are they really looking for a high five from me? No, they're not. But how does it contribute to someone's day when you can champion someone else and they're not expecting it? And maybe, and they don't know you. Like that, it kind of adds to the specialness of it, right? So I want you to think about, are you someone who does that? Are you the person that high fives a person virtually? And this can be like a literal or figurative thing here. But are you a person who high fives someone and celebrates someone regardless of whether or not you know them or regardless of whether or not you can relate to their accomplishments. Sometimes we can't relate to someone's accomplishment, right? If someone says to you, I'm going to do a marathon this weekend and you're like, I've never run around a block. Like, I don't know what a marathon is compared to anything else, but you can tell that they're excited. Are you excited for them? Do you follow up afterwards and say, hey, how did it go? Congratulations. I know that's a big deal. How can we constantly be in this place of championing one another? Because it makes us feel good. It keeps us going. It feels good to be supported by other women. And oftentimes it feels good to be supported by other women because oftentimes women don't support one another, but oftentimes the world is not supporting women. A lot of systems and structures are not built for women to be successful. And we're working twice as hard with 10 times as many jobs and roles and people relying on us as our male counterparts. And no one's saying good job. So when a stranger says good job or someone that we know says good job, regardless of whether or not they can relate to the thing that we're celebrating, that feels good. It also feels good to be the person saying good job. The energetic exchange of all of this shifts the energy around women in terms of how we can be complementary versus competitive toward one another. It also helps our families and our children see that this is how women treat women. I want you to think about how your children hear and see you treating other women, because if they overhear you talking to your best friend, gossiping about other women, putting other women down, talking about other women's bodies, that's how they think that women treat women. When they hear you championing one another, when they hear you celebrating one another, that's how they think women treat other women. And that is how 
if they are going to be women themselves, that they will then treat other women. Or if they are boys, considering the importance of boys understanding how women treat other women and how women have each other's back. Boys need to know that women have each other's back. For women's safety with boys and men growing up, it's really important that boys know that women have each other's backs. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So how can we do this? How can we champion one another and other women and do this in a way that invites it to be reciprocal, but also you can benefit from it if it's not reciprocal. You don't 
need to be receiving the same amount of championing that you give in order for you to get something out of championing other women. When I owned my gym, I had a two women trainers who came up to me at one point, and I've shared this before, I think on the show, but I had two women trainers who came up to me at one point and they were like, Sarah, you are our best boss ever. And I honestly was like, I'm not exceptional. Like I did not know how to be a good boss. I was figuring it out as I went. I wanted my trainers to be successful and I genuinely really, really liked and respected each one of them. But I didn't, I wasn't like operating by some sort of like how to be a great boss playbook. (laughs) I was making it up as I go went along. But I really championed my trainers and I tried to give them positive feedback whenever I had the opportunity to do so. Whether or not it was, you know, because of some big, huge thing or just something little. And the easiest way for me to do that was taking feedback from other members and passing it along. So if a member emailed me or texted me or saw me in the gym and was like, hey, Liz taught a great class today. I just love her. Or, oh my gosh, Jill really brought the energy at 6 a.m. I would then go say to that trainer or send them a message saying, hey, just an FYI, so-and-so loved the energy that you brought this morning. Or so-and-so always said that they always love your workouts. Or here's like a, I would screenshot, like here's a message I just got from someone. And I would pass that along. I didn't think this was exceptional. I did not. I just was like, well, this is just like the right thing to do, right? If someone says something nice about the way someone's doing their job, it's like the right human thing to do (laughs) to tell that person, right? And so I would always tell them. And this was the thing that made me exceptional to my trainers, that I gave them feedback and that I gave them other people's feedback. And that was exceptional. I just recently had the opportunity to check in with one of those trainers. And we haven't talked in years. And I thought, I don't even know like if she wants to hear from me, but I had this question for her. Her first line of her email was, it's so great to hear from you. You're still my favorite boss of all time. I did not do anything exceptional. I championed her and I let her know when other people were championing her. It's not hard. It is not hard to champion other women and to have a big impact when you do that. You may or may not ever be told about the impact that you're having, but trust that you are having that impact. Just like when it feels good when someone champions you, know that that's how it feels to someone else. So how can we do this? How can we champion other women? Because there's a lot of different ways to do this. And you can do this in ways that are natural to you and that are aligned with your personality and that that feel authentic to you. So the first thing is celebrating other women's accomplishments, accomplishments of all sizes, whether someone does something really big or someone does something small, as long as you know that it was significant and special and meaningful to them, celebrate them shoot them a message, tell them that was great. Talk about it in front of other women. I do this a lot where like someone else won't say something in a group and I'll be like, did you all hear about so-and-so's promotion? Because so-and-so is not going to bring it up. And I mean, I don't do that like totally without consent if someone doesn't want something shared. But there's so many times when we don't share our accomplishments because we're like, oh, I don't want to brag. I try to bring up other people's accomplishments and like, tell me how that was and tell me all about it. This can also be public or private, celebrating other women's accomplishments publicly or privately. So if you're not wanting to like put on a big shout out on social media or champion someone in front of a big group, just shooting them a message, letting them know when you see them in the hall at work, letting them know the next time you're on the call with them or at drop off or pick up at school, wherever they might be, privately supporting them and just saying like, that was amazing. I do this a lot with parents at school who help out with different things. And especially in the last few years when I've been so involved in Vinny's school, if someone does something like, oh my gosh, that was awesome. 
that was so fantastic. I do this with our administration where I say like, oh my gosh, I see how you, I saw that post where you took all that time to put all those videos up of kids. And that was so fun. I loved seeing that. Thank you. It made my day to see that video of these kids doing something goofy on the school's Instagram page. And then also, how are you sharing as part of the way you celebrate other women's accomplishments? How are you also sharing other people's kudos for them? So how are you letting them know, hey, I heard so-and-so say that you did this really great thing. Or just so you know, I heard these moms talking at baseball about like, oh my gosh, did you hear that this mom like got this promotion or did this cool thing or just did a triathlon or whatever the thing is. So how are you sharing other people's kudos? And how are you publicly and privately celebrating other women's accomplishments of all sizes, not just the big, huge stuff, like the little day-to-day things? That's number one. Number two is creating space for other women's voices, ideas, and opinions. This is a huge part of championing other women. I'm in a lot of opportunities to do this where I'm sitting in on Zoom calls or around a, you know, a meeting table, a boardroom table situation or a conference table. And there might be people who haven't said anything. They might not have shared an opinion. And to say, hey, I haven't heard from so-and-so. I haven't heard from you, Jen, in the back. Do you have anything to share? Or going up to that person afterwards and saying, hey, I didn't hear from you, but I just wanted to check in and see if there's anything you wanted to add to the conversation. So how are you making spaces in that capacity as well? I was working with a business consulting client about a year ago, and one of the things that they were talking about in the ways that they wanted to be championing other women was while a lot of their leadership team was male and they were working on changing that, That was more of a long-term project in terms of being able to bring women up, raise women into these leadership positions and have this, you know, over the time with attrition. But the thing that they started doing immediately was in their weekly meetings, they would in advance of the meeting, touch base with different women in the organization and say, hey, at this meeting, could you speak? You just did this thing really, really well. Could you speak to that for five minutes in the meeting? Creating spaces for women who maybe have roles that are more behind the scenes or maybe not as public facing to speak up and say something, to step into a leadership role, to get behind the microphone. How are you creating spaces for women to share their voices, their ideas, and their opinions? If you are someone that has that microphone on a regular basis, how are you sharing the mic? How are you passing the mic? This can feel really uncomfortable and sometimes it can feel threatening to our own power. There are definitely plenty of women out there who do not share the mic and do not pass the mic because they feel threatened that if another woman has the mic, it means that there might be less time for them to have the mic. And that is not how we champion women. The way that we champion women is by recognizing that we don't need to be five steps ahead of the women around us. We want to be bringing the women with us. And when we walk way ahead without bringing others with us, that is actually supremacy behavior and supremacy culture. That is not inclusive culture. And that is not how we champion other women. And that is not how we allow other women to rise with us. No one else is going to help women rise except for us. This is up to us. The systems that are currently in place, very few of them are being manned by men who are saying, how can we do better? It is usually the lone woman in the room that has to say, we need to do better. And that person has to stand there and say that and all, all alone, oftentimes without support or backing. So how are you creating space to bring other women with you And not be threatened if you're the person that already has the most power or the most space in a situation where you're maybe the only woman in the room or one of very few women in the room. 
Number three, the next thing way that you can champion other women is to give clear, candid, and kind feedback. To give feedback. Women want feedback because we all want to do better, right? That doesn't mean that it's comfortable, but if we all want to do better and we all want to learn and grow, giving clear, kind, and candid feedback is a way to do that. And so it doesn't mean that you're telling other people how to do things. It doesn't mean that you are being like rude and disrespectful, but it means if you can help someone out to say, hey, I just wanted to let you to know. And I was actually in a conversation with um, someone about this the other day where they were noticing we were doing these role plays where people were mirroring behavior back to each other and we were telling, practicing telling stories. So one woman would tell a story and then another woman would mirror back how she told the story and say it exactly the same way that the first woman said it. And one of the women said, wow, when my partner was mirroring back to me the way I told the story, I didn't realize how many times I said, um, when I was telling my story. And she said that was really, really helpful for me to learn because if no one ever told me how often I said um, I would continue to say um in conversations where I'm uncomfortable and that would actually be undermining the authority and credibility that I'm trying to build for myself. And so for that woman who was doing that mirroring back for the woman who shared the story initially, that was clear, kind, candid feedback for her to let this woman see you say um a lot. And how do you think that influences your ability to have impact? And it created this space for this really great conversation. And to talk about like, why do women say I'm a lot? Why do women go into this kind of shrinky space where we feel uncomfortable and we feel like we can't find our words? Maybe because we haven't been given the opportunity to use our words in public spaces very often. So giving that clear, kind, and candid feedback can be really helpful. And this can be in a really kind and compassionate way. It can be with the context of, hey, You might not realize, or hey, I'm not sure if you've noticed, or hey, you know, I know that you have a lot of things going on, but I just wanted to check in on this one thing. Or hey, I can tell it's so important for you to be successful. I can see how hard you're trying. And there's this one area where I have some feedback that might help you. Are you open to that? Where can we be giving that clear, kind, and candid feedback? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Number four is recognizing and verbalizing other women's struggles and obstacles and letting them know that you're here for them. So when you see someone struggling, I just had an opportunity to do this this morning. 
There was another mom who was struggling, just keeping up with life, like carpool, husband who travels all the time, multiple kids, multiple activities, everyone in different directions every single day of the week. And right, like I know many of you can relate to this scenario. And this mom was saying, oh my gosh, like I can't keep up. It's too many things. I'm just feeling overwhelmed. And I was like, I see you. Like I see all of these different constraints on your current life and situation. And I get it that that is probably super overwhelming. I am more than happy to help. Like I have the bandwidth right now to help you with this one little piece. And the mom had said, like, I feel really bad that I can't be as helpful as you're being. And I was like, don't even worry about it. This is not hard for me. It's me like adding another kid to my carpool, which creates zero inconvenience for me <laughs> if I'm already going to be driving to that place. So really, really simple things. And I was able to mirror back, like, I know these are the things that you have going on. I got you. Rather than just like, yeah, so I guess you're never available to help out kind of a thing. And recognizing like this parent felt uncomfortable in the situation, feeling like they had to lean on people more than other people could lean on them. And acknowledging that I see you and I see that it's hard and I'm happy to help out right now and I know you'll have my back when I need it and like no big deal. So how can you recognize and verbalize? Like, I see that you're going through this that sounds hard. Do you need anything right now? Can I help in any way? Would it be okay? Could I like pick up your kid from here? Or could I drop this thing off there? Or like, do you want me to grab you coffee on the way to this thing? (laughs) Whatever the thing might be to just acknowledge like I see you. We want to be seen, heard and held. Every person wants to be seen, heard, held and valued. How can you let other moms know other women know that I see here and value you? And here's how I'm going to demonstrate that. The fifth thing that you can do to champion other women is notice the spaces where women are not represented and then point it out and ask about it. This happened a few years ago. I was noticing this online event where they listed or not online. It was an in-person event. I noticed it online and they posted their speaker list for this event. This is a big event every year. I'd been considering going to it. It looked really fantastic. They published their speaker list for the year. This was right before COVID. And it was nine white guys and one white woman. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) Like in 2019, this is really where we're at. And so I reached out to the people organizing the event. And I was like, hey, I've really wanted to come to this event. It sounds really cool. But I'm a little confused because it sounds like this is an event for everyone. But when I see who's going to be who's reflected in the speakers, it's all white males except for one white woman. So as a woman, I'm not, maybe this event isn't for me. Could you just clarify? And also maybe it's not for people of color or like just, I'm confused who this is for given who the speakers are in in terms of who's being represented on stage. So the comment that I got back was this very snarky comment that said, hey, we only work with the best of the best. And that's who's represented on stage which implies that the best of the best are 90% white men and 10% white women. Like that message back was so good. I was like, I see who you are and no thank you on your event. (laughs) And I was such a like, hmm, when someone shows you who they are or when an organization shows you who they are, like believe them. So I believed them and I was like, okay, well then I'm not gonna be able to participate because apparently this event is for white men. And so I was like, no, thanks. Never again. I'm like, take me off your mailing list. So how can you point out spaces where women aren't represented and ask about it and say, hey, I noticed that there's X amount of women here or no women here. Is there a reason for that? Is something being done about that? And you can ask like in just a place of curiosity. It doesn't have to be on the, you know, being uh, defensive or making, you know, nasty assumptions although we might be thinking that in our head, but pointing it out and asking about it. And then asking like, hey, offering suggestions like, hey, 
I noticed there's no women here. I would love to be present. Or I have some recommendations of people who would be a great fit. And also if they're like, we can add one woman, say, no, 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 it's not safe and inclusive to only add one woman because that woman then has to do work and be the representative for all women. So we need to add multiple women anytime we add women. We don't just add one woman. One woman, the ethics of adding one woman or one person of color or one person who's in a marginalized category or community to a table or to a conversation is in my opinion, in my professional opinion, and when I'm working with people on inclusion, that the ethics behind that are not ethical because of the demand you're putting on that one person as a representative for a large community of people. And no one wants to sign up for that. No one wants to sign up to be like the person who's speaking for all women or the black person who's speaking for all black people. So how can we put multiple people into that spot? And then lastly, the sixth thing that you can do to champion other women is to bring other women with you. And I'd mentioned this a little bit before, but how can you do this in a complimentary versus competitive way? When I first started the show eight years ago, there was another podcast that was always ranked right next to mine on iTunes. It was iTunes at the time. Now it's Apple Podcasts. And I noticed this podcast over and over. And at first I was like, should I be competing with her? Should I be trying to get more downloads than her? Should I like spy and see what she's doing and see if I can do that better? And then I ended up having the opportunity to meet this woman and I adored her so much and we remain friends to this day. So that woman was Rachel Nielsen. She has the podcast 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms and I adore Rachel and we have this fantastic relationship where we are always sharing like insider secrets and trade secrets and what are you doing and what's happening in the industry and what do we want to do about this situation and that situation and these silly algorithms. Like We have each other's back. Bring other women with you because Other women have different strengths, different gifts, different talents. And also it feels good to be able to lean on each other and not have to go it alone. So how can you be bringing other women with you in complimentary ways, honoring what each of you can bring to the table, honoring what all 10 of you can bring to the table as you can bring more and more women along with you. So that is how you can champion other women and why you should champion other women. So challenge yourself to take one of these things and do it today. Challenge yourself to either celebrate another woman's accomplishment, create space for another woman's voice, ideas, or opinions, give clear, kind, and candid feedback, to recognize or verbalize another woman's struggles and say, I see you, to notice the spaces where women aren't represented and ask about it, or to bring other women with you so that you can compliment one another. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode resonated. Please share it out as always and know that I am in this with you always. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. 
Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.